Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to El Angel. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Angel Season 5 podcast that constantly flashes back to the 1940s. Hell no. Hell no. Oh man, I'm gonna have to try to do some 40s accent, huh? I don't, I don't know if I have that in me. Well, hey, Dollface, uh, <laughs> what do you say? Hey, I think that's, hate it. I think I went too far back. I hate Dollface so much, which is, <laughs> I guess, what you wanted. Is that 30s? I don't even know. <laughs> Might be 1910s. Uh, 1930s gangster in Boston is, I think, what that was. That like nasally radio announcer thing does feel pretty wartime, though, right? But mm, I yeah, guess true. there's those two wars, so that's tough. The Allies are back at it. Keep it up, boys. <laughs> this is season five, episode 13, Why We Fight, original air date, February 11th, 2004, which I would say makes this a Valentine's, a Valentine's episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, Michaela, the episode should be called, Why Did We Do This? <laughs> I mean, if anything, it was worse than I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> This episode is bad in, I think, every way it's every possible to be bad. Because, way. <laughs> like, you start off and you're like, okay, what's the concept? Is the concept good or bad? It's bad. I'm like, yeah. okay, that can be saved by good writing. Sure. The writing is bad. It's bad. And then I'm like, good writing can occasionally be saved by good acting. And then this guy shows up. And I'm like, <laughs> are we stuck with you, the oh. male version of Eve, for this entire fucking episode? He we is are. the male Eve. He's just yeah. so featureless. <laughs> He's like some sort of wafer, you know? Yes. <laughs> uh, a bland wafer. Bland. And yeah. it's just like, oh, it falls apart in your mouth and you're like, bleh, bleh. And it's and all over your tongue. He's in so much of the episode. Oh, okay. So oh. I usually like to frame this up with a theme or something interesting about this episode. So I, I sat there after I watched it and I was like, yeah. okay, I can do this. And the first thing that came to mind, honestly, was, I don't know, it's mostly trash. <laughs> uh, the second thing I was like, okay, David, take this seriously. And I was like, the theme is, why do we fight? And I'm like, it's very on the nose, you know, the, the episode literally posits that. And then I'm like, no, that's not the theme of the episode. Like no. Lawson is fucking obsessed with it, but no yeah. one else gives a shit. Like Lawson's constantly like, Angel, why are we doing this? What's happening? What am I working for? And Angel's like, oh, you better just trust me, I guess. And like that. Those are all of his emotions on the matter is, yeah. I don't know, let's fucking do it because I got told to. So now this is what we're doing. So then I'm like, okay, it's not why we fight. No. So is the theme of the episode the trolley problem as a general idea? Like, do the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the one or the few? And I'm like, <laughs> no, because like the... Angel fucking turned this guy and then let him loose on the world and by his own account he's done multiple atrocities like that's not killing one person to save a bunch no. that's killing one person and then a bunch of other unspecified people in order to save more people that's like 
That's the trolley problem evolved quite a bit from where it's supposed to be. Like, why did Angel think he owed this guy anything? For that matter, why did Angel let Spike go? I yeah, mean... why did Angel <sighs> unleash two fucking vampires yeah. on the world, despite them being literal creatures of evil? Like, that's not the theme of the episode, but it might be one of the more interesting things that happens. He kills the other two vampires with no remorse whatsoever, and like, no. sure, he knows Spike, sure, he just made this guy and like didn't really want to, but that changes nothing. He's a crusader for good. He kills evil vampires, in theory. Right? He's got a soul. Yeah. <laughs> Not that Spike will suss it out now, but in Schoolhard, he's like, yeah. oh, hello, 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 <laughs> oh, I could smell it. And you're like, but you couldn't hear? All but, right. Yeah. Like, Spike couldn't, and those two arguably very old vampires didn't have a fucking clue? I don't know. Okay, yeah. Mikhail, I, I want to get into this in a slightly different way, because this is an episode that deserves its own special treatment. Like, Great. Like, yeah. I'm talking, like, nuclear procedures. Like, we should be wearing fucking gloves or something. Probably. It's not actually that bad. It's just very uninteresting, guys. Uh, but I think I would like to start off this episode by talking about the gang. And by okay. that, I mean Wes, Gunn, Fred, and Lorne. Sort of Lorne. Lorne doesn't sort even get fucking Lorne. tied up. No, because if you get tied up this episode, you have to stand for a bunch in the background. <gasps> oh no! Yeah. Oh no, it's sitting gate or standing gate or whatever the hell it is we're calling the gate. Yeah. Oh my god, It's absolutely that. Right. Okay, because the gang in this episode gets, like, nothing to do. There Zero. are two things that we should talk about. Yeah. Maybe three. Four. <laughs> I don't know. The first thing is that Gunn is having some, like, brain troubles, and you're like, I wonder if these brain troubles are linked to the brain thing that happened to you earlier in the season. It kind of seems like he goes to say something or remember something and has more trouble than he normally would. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that's... Hmm... That's worrying. No one seems to really notice, though, for a bunch of people who keep being like, who knows what they did when they were in there? They just let this slide. Oh, yeah. It's it's dropped without a further comment. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. So that's done. That happens and that's about it for Gun. He that's doesn't even true. get like a being attacked scene. No. No. No, he doesn't. Uh, Fred brings up something about Knox dropping the ball majorly on something. And I'm uh -huh. like, Knox has been remembered. So that's, remember that's point number two. That's good. They remember Knox and they're having Fred say something negative about him. Wes then like agrees jokingly but clearly not and they sort of right. laugh about it and you're like is this also <laughs> them trying to be like ooh maybe this is really happening why why now what why no. now great question i mean why now is a great question about a lot of this episode yeah that's true the third thing that we can talk about with the gang is Lorne and a couple things here. One, praise B is your first picture because <laughs> is, is this the best thing he's ever fucking worn? How many times have we said that? And it just keeps being true. This is the outfit that Look keeps on it. giving though. It's all vaguely purple. He's got yeah. like a purple shirt. He's got his shiny ass jacket on and you're like, oh. yeah, thousand percent. It's and then he's beautiful. got this purple neckerchief under the shirt and you're like yes yes a thousand times amazing and it's like dark purple with light purple the light purple matches the shirt exactly oh yeah and like this is a loud jacket 
but it's fine. It's it's all great. He looks great. Like, I don't know. I just keep feeling like they can't outdo themselves. And then they do. So thank you, show. If you're going to do anything for Lauren, at least it's this. For sure. And then, as we mentioned, Lauren's like, uh, I'm going to go somewhere else for the rest of this episode. I don't want to stand too much. And you're like, oh, no. Uh, uh, Yeah. Not good. Yeah. So I have like a lot of pictures off the top here because I just was, you know, what happens. The episode starts and everyone's wearing shit. So my next picture is called Smoldering. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Because I don't know what, why they've decided to let Alexis Denisov be really hot. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand what's changed. <laughs> Surely this is a setup for him getting together with Fred? It has to be, right? That's why he's suddenly so much hotter. They're like, we have to make him look schlubby so that it's reasonable that Fred wouldn't just be all over this. I mean, yeah, he's got a shirt that fits. He's rolled the sleeves up and like Mm. they fit around his arm the way they should. God damn. Right. This is a good color for him. They keep having him fully clean shaven, which I think is really helping him surprisingly. It is. Yeah. So he just looks great. Oh, so good. Uh, Fred's over here. V reverse V. She is doing V reverse V. Why have this many (laughs) buttons on your sweater if you are going to use one of them? It's crazy. And just like this idea that it's probably been, you know, eight, seven or eight years since we saw V reverse V. Yeah. And they're still doing it. (laughs) Is it back? (laughs) Right. Oh my god. When I saw that she was doing this, I was just like, I can't believe it. It's, it's bonkers. Bonkers and, and then, a half. I mean, like, the throwbacks continue oh because my god. Angel is doing tiny twig hands, but he's got a pen in them. How did I not notice tiny twig hands? I love it, how you've captured it. It's beautiful. It's so clear what he's doing with the stupid pen. He's doing tiny twig hands with it. Man, if you, if there is anyone listening to this podcast who has not heard all of the Hellmouth podcast, I apologize to them. <laughs> I, I think it explains itself, doesn't <laughs> it? it? Does. Angel, yeah. tiny twigs. There tiny you go. Twigs. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Bada bing, yeah. bada boom, as they bada say bada in New bing, York. Bada boom. But yeah, so they're all here working very late and like really they need to go home at some point, but clearly that's not going to happen. When are they sleeping is my question. They've all had their sleep removed after seeing how well it went for Lauren. <laughs> it went great. I mean, they're humans, so they can totally do it. No problem. Yeah, no problemo. The brain things are going great for gun. And then the final bit that I want to talk about with the gang is like, all of the mumbo jumbo that they have to spout for this entire bit of like various corporate things, various technology things, a bunch of eldritch horror things. And you're like, wow. All right. (laughs) And then like, that's the only lines because the rest of the episode is them being gagged. And you're like, yeah, why did you guys agree to this script? Couldn't you have just like gone on strike or something? And you're like, how long did they have to stand on these chairs? Holy shit. And like standing on these chairs, you have to have harnesses attached to them so that they don't actually fall down and hurt themselves. Oh, it's such a pain in the ass for a death trap that makes no sense. No sense. What is his plan? What is the plan? (laughs) All right. Which brings us into the second part of this. Sam Lawson. Oh boy, he's just a soldier who wants to do the right thing. So Sam Lawson in 1943, and I yeah. know that this is a 
podcast about a TV show from the early 2000s, but bear with yeah. me. In 1943, <laughs> he finds himself the senior surviving crew member on a captured German submarine with a bunch of vampires on it. Yeah. And he has to have a lot of dialogue about himself and what his character is. That comes off incredibly clunky. He's like, I just believe in doing the right thing, you know, for all the right reasons. And then later on, it's like, ah, what if the American government is not doing the right thing? And he's like, no, America, we're doing the right thing because I believe in doing the right thing no matter what. And you're like, okay, this is your character. But like, that's not addressed in any of the rest of the episode. There's no real gray area moral conundrum here, but this is who your character is? Like, I guess they sort of explain the whole thing at the end, but like, they present this guy this way and... And then as a vampire, he still seems to kind of care about these same things. He got a piece of Angel's soul because Angel turned him into a vampire while Angel had a soul. But he's still willing to kill people. He's killed a lot of people. But it just like isn't really going great for him. It's not his thing. And so he's mad at Angel because he's stuck between these two worlds. So Angel turned him, and oh god, we've got so much to talk about here, but Angel turned this man because he was dying of a stomach wound from the poorly secured Nazi Nazi prisoner on the submarine. Oh boy. If that sentence doesn't fucking trigger you in some way, there might be something wrong. Man, when he's, you know, he's been stabbed in the stomach, and Angel's like, who else can do this? And he's like, no one. You're like, okay. Well, we all see where this is going. And like, is that true? Maybe. It just is, again, clunky is the only word, I think. I mean, not half so clunky as Angel has turned this vampire, you know, he saved the ship and the crew. Yay, all is well. And then Angel's like, I'm gonna put you in the ocean 20 miles from land eight hours before sunrise and his final line to sam in the 1940s is again word jail right we need to send people to word prison because angel says i'm sorry for what happened but if i see you again i'll kill you and that's it goodbye and you're like he's gonna go do bad things you made a vampire those two sentiments are so at odds with each other. Like, in one sentence, you have to do a complete 180 on your feelings. Because I'm sorry for what happened is like, oh, you know, Angel doesn't turn people. This is the only time something was bad enough. Like, the situation was dire enough for Angel to have to do this. And he's like, oh, I'm so conflicted about what I did. And then the end of the episode or like the modern bits where Sam has taken a bunch of people prisoner has to have Angel be like, oh, but I'm mad at you. And if I see you again, I'll kill you. And you're like, no, those are completely different. You can't, you can't have someone say both of those things. It doesn't make sense. And like for Angel to be on the sub and be like, I'm sorry it had to go this way and then stake him. Sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Great. Like that makes a lot more sense. And then immediately he has to stake Spike because Spike is now suspicious. Yes. And like having Spike on the sub is wildly problematic. It's a terrible idea. (laughs) We know Spike can't be killed. Like this makes a lot more sense if A, Spike is not here. Yeah. Because 
why would good, like an ensouled angel allow Spike to live? And B, if he turns Sam, has every intention of then killing him once they're out of this hot water and like Sam escapes. Yes. Yeah, have him escape. <laughs> it's so easy. I mean, the concept of the episode is still completely ridiculous, but oh, sure. Yeah. So Sam, 1943, has to swim 20 miles in less than eight hours. I've got no idea how the math on that works out. Me I don't know. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. He does it. He spends a couple decades killing a bunch of people, thinking about Angel, brooding possibly more than Angel is brooding. We don't Which know. Which is... I mean, you say a couple decades. It's been six decades. <laughs> Right. Like that's, that's a lot 60 of time. years of him murdering people because Angel didn't have the balls to kill him. Right? Like that's a lot of people dead. So many people. Because Angel made the worst decision he's ever made on this television show. I would hope. I mean, there are a lot of bad decisions happening, but this is, yeah, this is all probably right. the worst. So Sam okay. is like, all right, it's been 60 years. Uh, how's Angel doing? And it turns out Angel is the head of Wolfram and Hart. And this doesn't sit well with Sam, who was pretty happy when Angel was, like, you know, eating rats in the gutter. So he's like, okay, I'll go visit him. The number of people on this show who are pissed at Angel because they're, like, jealous that he's in charge of Wolfram and Hart <laughs> just keeps rising. Yes. I mean, when Sam, when Sam shows up and Angel hangs a lampshade on how many people have managed to break into Wolfram and Hart's super secret and very secure facility like it's, it's like a, a lot joke. guys yeah like no why are they not more concerned about this right? everyone can just waltz in here yeah, yeah like sam was good with technology in the 1940s what the fuck does that have to do with him getting into wolfram and hart now like Lindsay had someone on the inside i accept that he got in here Oh, yeah. Right? Sam? There's no reason. No. He's just a fucking vampire. He doesn't have any special powers. <laughs> so Sam's idea is I'll go to Wolfram and Hart. Yeah. I will capture all of Angel's friends, put them into a perilous situation like he found me in in that submarine. <laughs> I guess is the like mirror that he's trying to hold up here. You're giving him more credit than he deserves, <laughs> but continue. Yeah. And then I'll go confront Angel, possibly give Angel an opportunity to kill me because I won't mention up front that I've got his friends somewhere and that they're in mortal peril. Yeah. And then probably just die, I think. Or maybe make Angel sad is my like win condition. Because Angel very easily overpowers him both times they fight. Yep. There's just, there had to be a moment here where he, so him and Angel fight and Angel's about to kill him. Then he's like, no, you think I didn't have a backup plan? <laughs> And an then, like, ace in the hole. <laughs> an and ace he in the does hole. not. No, because then you have to imagine that like they had to travel together to Angel's office. Mm -hmm. Once Angel sees the setup that's on in here, why does he let Sam anywhere near them? No. Why the, doesn't he just fight him and kill him right then? The cunning because... death trap that Sam has set up is yeah. to stand Wes, Gunn, and Fred on some rolling office chairs, which is dangerous in and of itself. Guys, yeah. hips get broken sometimes. It's serious. <laughs> business <laughs> uh, it really sounds like you fell off a chair now but continue <laughs> uh, he's wrapped some wire around their neck and strung it up to the ceiling so that if they fall off not only will they break a hip their heads will likely get cut off cut off which would be yeah. even worse than breaking a hip i'd imagine 
I'd imagine seems pretty bad. Yeah. Seems pretty terrible. But there's no like ticking time bomb aspect to this. There's no dead man switch where, you know, he's got his hand, his finger on the button. And if he lets it go, they die. Like nothing is happening. So if Angel had staked him when he was initially going to, he would have been like, where's everyone else? Presumably gone up to his office or the lobby, seen into his office and been like, oh, I'll rescue my friends. There they are. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, if, if Sam is dead, nothing happens to anyone. Nope, nothing goes wrong for a single person. And yeah, when him and Sam and Angel are facing each other in front of this, I'm going to use the word death trap pretty loosely. (laughs) Right. You're just like, how did you let him get to this point? Yeah, why did you let him near them? (laughs) What? (laughs) You overpowered him very recently and easily. Yeah. And then, I mean, the conclusion of the episode is basically that. They have a fight. A couple times, Sam gets close to an office chair, never interacts with the office chairs. Nope. And then Angel kills him and off screen rescues his friends. And I'm like, wait, so you know, (laughs) you know it was flawed. Like, his friends don't even get any more lines after they've had to stand on these chairs for who knows how long. Oh, God, so long. And like a bunch of action takes and a bunch of dialogue takes. They're in there for so long. Jesus. Yeah. (sighs) So, so yeah, that's it's a travesty. Bad. It's all a travesty. And then let's let's wrap up Sam. Let's talk about what his motivation is. Because at the end of the episode, they want to have a poignant line. So Spike yeah. shows up and he's like, Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Heard about the thing from Fred, who is off screen and not talking right now. She told me all the things that I missed while I was in the past as a black-haired vampire <laughs> with a terrible wig. And it sounds this like... This wig is my least favorite thing of all time. Let's Anyways. Go to worstwig.png. Yeah. <laughs> garbage. Spike does look dumb without his so platinum stupid. blonde hair. And especially with this stupid wig. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways. Spike, Spike is like, so it seems that he just wanted to hurt you then. And then Angel, or like, he came here to hurt you, I think, is the lead up to Angel being like, no... He came here for a reason. And then the episode ends and it's like, Joss Whedon. And I'm like, no, we're jail. (laughs) That doesn't make any fucking sense. And you can't just pretend it does. The number of times I wrote down, what is the point of this? (laughs) What was the point of this? (laughs) So like, do you you understand what he was after? No. Okay. So it's not just me. Like the end of the episode is like, Pow! We we cracked it. We know what his psychology was, and I'm like, no, a reason it doesn't apply to any of the things that were talked about this episode. This episode commits so many crimes. Yeah, it just like nothing, literally nothing happens in it. <laughs> right. We right. introduce a character who does nothing, confuses us, and then dies. <laughs> And Angel doesn't change. He has no, no revelation in the past. He has no revelation in the future. Nothing changes about his character. We learn nothing. And to top all of that off, they thought to themselves, you know, it would be fun if we linked this to the initiative. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> oh, we need to talk about it so much because some some asshole in the past is like, I represent... I represent the Demon Research Institute initiative. Sorry. Uh, initiative is a very important word there. Yes. Uh, we're doing some sort of science. Ha ha. 
And then you're like, oh, God, no. No, please, no. They would never. They would they... never call back to probably the worst season of Buffy and yeah. definitely the worst villain. They would never do that, right? And then it's like, oh. And they find that report. Ooh. The, the initiative was co-founded by Nazi scientists. Nazis! And, like, they're doing experiments on vampires. And it's just so dumb. It's like, and is yeah. the entire point to set up this stupid line from Spike being like, Allo, 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 they'll never trap you underwater for a long period of time. <laughs> just like they'll never do something to my brain. That would never happen. And then we're like, aha, both of those things did come do to pass. Uh-huh. And the writers were in the corner just being like, ah, ah. But, but it's already happened. It's not foreshadowing. No. It's just it's... a dumb callback to the worst season of Buffy. The worst season of Buffy and that wacky time that Angel got trapped beneath <laughs> the waves. <sighs> by his son, who we've forgotten about because he was so shit. <laughs> Why call back to the initiative? <laughs> Why is that the direction this script went in? When they had the first drop, I was like, that's a little wacky. Okay, whatever. I don't really care. Let's move on. And then when they came back to it again, this Nazi just like, report, they're doubling down on it. Oh, oh my yeah. God. They think they're so fucking clever. They think they're they amazing. <sighs> so that's okay. very anger inducing. So we've jumped around a lot yeah uh i want to hit you with my picture brooding in the 40s right i mean i think talking about <laughs> angel in general is a good plan and like yeah. then we can go on a bit more of a we can follow him through the narrative if we need to to hit yeah. any of the parts that we've missed so far yeah so we we jump into 1943 or whatever <laughs> and like this is what i imagine angel did just all the time in those days can he's I... sitting alone in a room <laughs> doing tiny twig hands yeah <laughs> The twig hands in this episode are, like, off the chain. On you know? the present. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's all he does. He's yeah. sitting in a room, brooding, until some toughs bust in and then slightly beat him up, get him to sit down. They've got a bunch of stakes and crossbows, and they're like, we know what we're dealing with. And then a man comes in and tells Angel a ton of classified information. Like, as so you much. can't shut this guy up. He's telling all this classified information. They even files, you know? Like, they're just willing to tell him everything they know about this mission, everything that they want him to do. And, like, he hasn't agreed to this. No. I mean, you're strong-arming him. You don't need yeah. to get him on board because yeah. you've threatened him into doing this mission. Like, just tell him he's doing this, no questions asked. Like, it doesn't matter. He doesn't need to know anything more than that. He doesn't. He needs to go to the sub and be aware that Spike is on it, probably. Yeah. That is yeah. enough. It's like, we're going to drop you in the ocean. Spike is there. <laughs> do your thing, man. Probably kill him. And Angel would be like, well, I don't know that I could kill Spike. That other vampires, sure. But Spike, we've just got something special. You know, uh, anyway. they really, they go back so far. They really got something, Angel and Spike. But yeah, I mean, they, so they, again, don't give them a choice. They're like, yep, we're dropping you in the ocean. Go, go to this submarine. And like, I mean, I know that timelines are tough <laughs> and things don't probably match up exactly on this. But like the time from when they have this conversation to Angel showing up in the 
torpedo bay of the sub. Right. It just doesn't feel right. (laughs) So that's definitely a flaw in the timeline. What I thought you were going to talk about was the fact that Angel will go from being the person we see him in this episode to someone who eats rats and Whistler saves by taking him to Buffy. Like Exactly. Where's that transition coming from? Shouldn't he be eating rats currently? Isn't that? What what's changes between now and then to make him be like, oh, I guess I'll give up my home and go eat rats? on the street until I see a 15 or 16 year old girl oh (laughs) Oh, man right and like sure he's just sitting around brooding but once he gets on the sub he's pretty capable he's incredibly capable yeah (laughs) he has all of his mental faculties he has no problem deceiving other people about him being a vampire about him being a vampire with a soul he's just he's there He's in charge. People are taking orders from him. He's got his tactical turtleneck. He's got his tactical turt on, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just... It's like, like Riley. He... It's like seeing Riley all over again. It is like seeing Riley all over again. Oh, God. What an episode. I just don't... I like. I don't know how you reconcile this guy with, yeah, becoming part one, which is... <laughs> There's no the way. other... Yeah. That <laughs> doesn't happen. Yeah. So why... In God's green earth, have they decided? (laughs) In perfectly good health, why have they done this? Where they're like, we know what we did in Becoming Part 1. Here's a wacky submarine episode. And speaking of wacky submarines, Michaela. Oh my god. They decide, okay, the Nazis have captured some vampires. Right. Right? They're going to do experiments on them, learn things, whatever. They've got Spike. That's pretty reasonable. Sure. You know, he's spooky. But then they've also got these other wacky dudes that they've managed to capture. Oh man. (sighs) So, Nostroyev... Yeah. Is one of them who is dressed like he hasn't changed his clothes in hundreds of years, which sure, I guess he's like a count in Siberia or something. I love this coat. It's beautiful. He looks ridiculous. Looks insane. He's also got V reverse V going on technically. He does. Yep. You're right. You're very right. And then you've got the Prince of Lies (laughs) who is like the master turned up to 11. Yeah. So I have a fun fact about the Prince of Lies. Oh, I already know this. Okay. Same actor as the person UV. who played UV and Gnarl. Gnarl. That's the one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what's his name? Camden Toy. Camden so Toy. So he's got his sweet handwork happening of with his long does. nails. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yep. But he's so silly. He's very silly. And the he's... fact that both of these vampires get dusted like so fast. Pretty quickly and just out of hand, right? Like, no one gives a shit. And you're like, ah, why did you put two red shirt vampires in this episode? Who thought of that? once Angel's killed both of these guys... Why is he not killing them all? sense to kill Spike. And, like, I understand that canonically he's literally not allowed to kill Spike. Sure. Timelines and such. And, like, a question mark, he thinks he needs Spike to help? Spike's not gonna help. Spike's not helping at all. Spike is the captain. Yes. Like, these guys are wackier than Spike, but Spike's pretty wacky. It's... It's incredible. So yeah, Angel is taking 
command of the situation. These vampires have killed basically everyone on the sub. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Angel rallies the troops, gets them to work together and promise not to eat slash stab each other to get the sub moving back to Murica. And then, you know, wacky hijinks happen. These vampires agree to this let's not kill any more humans so easily. What possible reason would there be to not kill? Honestly, okay, another glaring plot hole. Angel got here by being weighed down and dropped yeah. on the sub. So theoretically, all of the vampires could leave the sub in a similar fashion. What the fuck do they care about, like, just fucking floating to the surface? I guess they're far away from land, so, like, maybe the sun's a problem? They're vampires. But as long as they stay far enough down until they get close. Right, do they even think about this shit? Who cares? I don't know. I don't know. Right, like, it's gonna be a pain. Yeah. To get back to land. But, like, they don't care, do they? They live forever. What else are they doing? Right? Like, you kill all the humans on board. You don't breathe air, so you don't give a shit that, like, there's no more air in here. Maybe yeah. eventually you figure out how to move this sub forward. Maybe you don't. Doesn't matter. If you don't, suddenly depth charges are getting dropped on the ship and you're like, oh... There's another ship up there. I'll go up there, kill everyone on board. That's an easier ship to pilot because, you know, it's above the water. Okay. Yeah, cool. The vampires yeah. don't need to work with it anyway. So, yeah. yeah. Death charges do get dropped as they're interrogating a Nazi scientist. Uh, they've got to work together to figure this out, except there's very little working together that ever happens because this is the episode we're left with. <laughs> the Nazi scientist escapes, stabs Sam, Angel shows up, saves him, and then, you know, vamps him to save the ship. I've got some questions about, like, where the Nazi scientist was hiding. I'm under <sighs> the impression that submarines are pretty tight quarters. Incredibly. You know? Like, he should be seen by a bunch of other people as he's moving around the ship. And, like, he manages to steal this screwdriver yeah. with which to sa stab Sam, and Stan doesn't see him somehow, but whatever. You know, there the episode's got a lot worse things <laughs> happening in it than that. It does. It does indeed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Christ. It's so, like, I read you the description of this episode, and we were both like, this sounds like garbage. And it is so much worse than we both thought. <laughs> Especially because, again, remember, for all of these this trash stuff that we're saying, all of the time we are confronted by Sam, who is human cardboard. <laughs> and he's just like, I don't, I'm not sure you're apple pie enough to be saving us here, Angel. And I'm like, okay, go away, please. <laughs> Stop. And he, he keeps throwing things that Angel said to Sam and the crew in Angel's face. Back in the modern day as though like, ah, oh, <sighs> safe and sound, you'd get us through there. And like, Angel delivered as well as anyone could have. He saved most of the crew. Yeah, you're the one who let the fucking Nazi escape, right? I mean, all right? of you are on the hook for that, I guess, but... I guess. And like, his main beef seems to be that Angel turned him and he isn't a like real vampire or whatever it is that they're trying to claim is going on. Mm -hmm. So like, does he care about the sub and the crew? No. no. I think the answer is not at all. No, like he wants to eat the crew. Yeah, he's hungry. He is. And <laughs> what? <laughs> sure. He's a, a creature of the night. He's a being of pure evil. Okay, I, I get yep. that. So what's your beef at this point? It's just that you're stuck in this not even limbo state. Like, you're free. You can do whatever the yeah. fuck you want. And sure, like you don't want to do that much? All right, internet exists, man. Fucking have at it. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> 
And, like, again, Angel turns this guy into a vampire and then he helps the sub. Why? Right? <laughs> like, what reason does he have? <sighs> and that's, to help. that's most of our episode. <laughs> Because so there's so much of this episode that's just like stuff happening on submarine that yeah. was so boring and like I did not take any notes about. <laughs> yep, I, I think that's I think we've covered everything I it, wanted to about this. That's oh boy, that's fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. That that is yeah. the episode though. Oh. Fred's that's last it. name is Burkle. I didn't know that. Oh, Winifred Burkle. Yeah. 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 There you go. That's fun. Uh, oh, I have a fun fact. Hmm. This is Alexis Denisoff's 100th time playing Wesley Wyndham Price. Yes. Because he was on several episodes of Buffy and then joined this show. A bit late. A bit after they had started. Yep. So yeah, this is his 100th. Uh, 100th time, so that's nice for him. Too bad that they he got super shafted this episode. Yeah, Wes does not have a lot to do. <laughs> nope. So I tried to do some research about this. I was like, maybe yeah. luchador style. Someone was like, hey, <laughs> all my life I've wanted to make... <laughs> <laughs> a submarine episode of television. Yeah. There are no production trivia bits no. for this episode, as far as I can tell. There's the bit about Wes being in the show for the hundredth time. There's the, like, oh, did you see? They called back to those two things with Angel and Spike. Angel getting trapped in the water and Spike getting initiated. And you're like, okay, cool. And that that's about it. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, about it. So... There's no Teeks review for this episode, I think, unsurprisingly. Yeah. Why would there be? There are three reviews. Ooh, nice. There are, there's a 9 out of 10, a 6 out of 10, and an 8 out of 10. Okay. On on average, that's insane. Even 6 is high. In yeah, my this has a 6.5 on IMDb, and I'm like, how? High. Yeah. So one of the reviews, the 9 out of 10 is confusing. I don't know what they liked about it. <laughs> They seem to have enjoyed the flashbacks in the submarine. What? I am also very fond of the Lawson character and can't help but to feel bad for him. Really? <laughs> <laughs> My thoughts exactly. I'm excited that people are empathizing with other people. That's always good to see on the internet. Yes. I, I don't think the <laughs> actor brings anything to the poor writing that he has been given. So I don't think it's deserved, but yeah. sure. Yeah, empathy. There... There's a lot of confusion slash anger about this episode not even saying the name Cordelia. Yes. That is yeah. a very valid point, isn't it, though? Like... It really is. Because if not now, when, right? Last episode, Cordelia was here. We had a good time with it. Now she's gone. No one mentions her. And like presumably off screen angel went and caught up with the gang they had gone out for drinks he had to break the news to them that but she like, was always dead and like i can see them not wanting to have to shoot that sure because that's a rough scene but like i would think I, I think i still would rather watch that than this yeah yeah it's just such a nothing of an episode entirely like it doesn't impact Oh, sorry, no. Anything. No, we've got the gun bit and we've got maybe the Nox bit. I don't know. So two throwaway pieces of dialogue in the first five minutes. And the rest of it, Angel doesn't learn anything about himself. Nope. 
that was like that was my main takeaway from this was like oh yeah. surely you know what does this episode do it kills off the character it introduces so it must be about that character's interaction with someone else and i'm like angel changes no. not at all no zero percent angel doesn't realize anything about himself or his past again we've said how like it leads problematically into becoming part one yeah <laughs> And like, why, why is Angel doing this? You know, he gets down on here on the boat because the fucking government dropped him off with a bunch of weights. So he didn't have much choice. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. he's got beef with Spike, but that doesn't even come up really. Like he's really not doesn't. visibly angry at Spike in any way. No. School hard. No. Yeah. Yeah. He, him and Spike have a history and you're like, oh, these two people have a history of some sort. In this one, it's like, oh, he knows Spike, I guess. But it's pretty, I don't know, like, it's just like they're old, old acquaintances who have run into one another. And I don't know, like putting Spike on the sub, <laughs> all that does is give one of their other main credited cast members yeah. a lot more dialogue. Yep. And like, where does Spike fit in this episode otherwise? I think the answer is nowhere. I guess, but no one else fits into it anywhere either. No, and like it just creates more problems than anything else by putting Spike on the sub. It really does, and I love how clunky it is when he shows up at the end and talks about how Fred filled him in on the whole thing. And you're like, why are Angel and Spike having this scene? Why does that make any sense? What? It's so weird. Okay. <laughs> so briefly <laughs> before we wrap up, last time I had said that this sounded like a spec script that. Someone yeah, was like, yeah. you know, wrote a generic submarine story and then transplanted it into the Angel universe. Right. I don't know whether or not that was right or wrong at this point. Because it doesn't do anything in the wider Angel universe. But what is this episode without vampires? Without vampires, it's nothing. Because the entire point, in theory, of the episode is that Angel had to turn this guy that he didn't want to after he had a soul. And it somehow, like, fucked this new vampire up. Yeah. And otherwise, like, nothing interesting is happening. And that's not even interesting, but... <laughs> so I wonder if it was a spec script about, like, you know, stolen sub, 1940s, Nazis, etc. And then just got hacked to bits because they were like, sure there are bones here and we can throw in some angel stuff and like this is yeah. what ended up happening was all of sam's actual planned arc was thrown out which is why it's so weird that he's like oh i believe in doing what's good and you know the the gray area stuff that they had planned for that script was thrown out and they're like all right vampires instead Chuck them in here and boom, it's a day. But the weird thing too is that the the wiki points out that like there is little to no attempt to use the language of 1943 <laughs> in these flashbacks. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. The anachronisms are flying fast and loose. Spike talks about using a melon baller. <laughs> Yeah, as a exactly. normal thing. Yep. And like, yeah, the wiki points out the melon baller, the phrase back in the day, hold it together, don't lose your cool. Mm -hmm. Things that are just not said in 1943, but no one cared enough to be like, would they have said that? So yeah, what a strange episode. Michaela, I've got a rose for you and I hope that you can find it in your heart to find a rose in this episode as well. Um, I'm going to try. Hit me with yours. Maybe I'll just copy you. That'd be My fun. rose is a thousand percent Spike demanding to be called Captain as everything else <laughs> is falling apart. Like the boat is being hit with depth charges. They are trying to get this to a place where they can dive away from the depth charges. There's a bunch of fucking water leaking into the ship. And Spike's like, Spike, Captain. What? I want to be called Captain. 
And you're like, yes. Thank you, Spike. There's at least something good about this. Okay, I actually have a rose now. So I thank you because I'm basically to jump off of that. Uh It's more of a meta rose. Mm. So in this episode, Spike is evil. Right. But like, there is not much of a difference between (laughs) good Spike and evil Spike. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Mm. Like... The fact that they're allowing the good Spike on this show to kind of be similar to Evil Spike, be sassy in the same way, talk back to Angel, and, like, be such a better character than he was on Buffy for the last, like, three seasons. It's just, it's great, and I think having Evil Spike be here sort of highlighted that. Yeah, it's true. Very refreshing. Yeah. Now, Thorns, we've got a, a veritable plethora to choose from. Like, I don't even know where to begin, in all honesty. Mine's got to be Lawson. Yeah, I think that's... Because as we yeah. said, he's the guy version of Eve. And and they're at the beginning of this episode, they're like, Oh, Eve has vanished. Lindsay was sucked into a portal, probably to yeah. never be seen again. But let's get some confirmation on that. And I'm like, sick. All right, we got rid of these characters. That's good. And then Guy Eve shows up and I'm like, why? Why? So this guy, this actor... Uh-huh. Has been on a lot of stuff. Interesting. And like, so a lot of it's like a like one-offs, right? right? Like he's there on The Mentalist. He's on an NCIS. <laughs> he's on an episode of Bones. I was going to guess blah, NCIS. Blah. Yeah. They, and like CSI, yep. right? It, it's going to happen. He's on 148 episodes of The Young and the Restless. Whoa. Which is, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a, a soap, soap opera, opera, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. like, okay. That's a season and a half. Sure. That's, that's two years. That's two years on a soap opera. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, not to be shady about soap operas, but, like, I can see this guy on a soap opera working a lot better than than he does on this show. Because this is sort of the caliber of people who are on soap operas. Like, you gotta work hard, you know? You're learning a lot of lines, you're working every day. But are you the most charismatic? No. He's really giving me discount Chris Evans vibes. Yeah. Of like, yeah. and they, they name drop Captain America. Captain America. And I'm like, yeah, this guy is similar in character to pre-transformation Steve Rogers. Like, he's kind of he looks like him. He is selling sort of like the all-American soldier. Yeah. I mean, he was born in Tel Aviv, Israel and <laughs> raised in Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes it so much better. Oh, that but makes like, it great. There is just like, he's got that look. Yeah. Right? It's like the clean cut sort of, again, I hesitate to use the word bland to describe <laughs> this man because it seems mean, but I, it is what it is, you know? <laughs> oh, four episodes of 24. I'm still looking through his IMDb. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, that was a good time. Uh, just as a as a sidebar, yeah. the the man who has been on The Young and the Restless for the most episodes, Ooh. guess how many episodes he's at? I love that this is a Young and the Restless podcast now. Okay. It is now. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, I don't want to go too high, but I'm also like, a thousand doesn't seem unreasonable. <laughs> right? What is too high? Right? Like a thousand? Three thousand and seventy six. fuck! <laughs> When you were like, oh, a thousand seems crazy. It's three times that. <laughs> 1978 to 2019. Oh this man God. has been on Young and the Restless. <laughs> it's insane. Wow. It is insane. Soap operas be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Soap operas be yeah. incredibly crazy. Oh, man. 
That's uh, that's a great thing. Did we go over your thorn? Did you have a thorn? I mean, like, I just... Like, more than any other episode, and I think I've said this before, uh-huh. but so little happening in the middle of this season. Yes, this is what I wanted to talk about. Them getting fucking the lost. The season slump. Right. But like this. But you're just like. <laughs> this isn't just lost. This is like they've burned the map. But I'm I'm pretty sure based on the other reviews, like this is the last bad episode of Angel that we are watching. The rest are middling to good. And I yeah. have a good time with middling Angel episodes. I've had a good time right. with like a bad Angel episode like Numero Cinco. I've got pretty fond memories of despite it being bad. Right, but this is just like another level. So they're they're burning the map temporarily and then creating a new map, I guess, because they don't have anything else to jump off of because they solved everything in episode 12. And like, I understand they, they wrapped things up in episode 12. They've got to figure out what to do now. They're going to have a couple Monster of the Weeks probably. And like, honestly, next week's will be a Monster of the Week. But it is rated 9.5 There you on go, IMDb. yeah. Because it's going to be so fucking fun. Oh my god, I'm so excited for it. So the fact that this episode takes such a nosedive <gasps> is so weird. Exactly, it's crazy. You know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to go ahead and say that they were just too excited about next week's episode. <laughs> to give a they, like, shit about this one. they dropped the ball on this one in a hard way. Because next week's episode, oh boy. Like, I want to actually watch it with you in person. Oh yeah, let's do that. Which we have not done in a long time. Because it's so wacky. It's got puppets. <laughs> we can a thousand percent make that happen. Oh my god, I'm so excited about That's it. That's super good. Okay. Do we have a winner for the episode? Oh, Spike. <laughs> Spike, sure. Because he didn't, he didn't, he's not yeah, dead on the mysteriously submarine. Mysteriously not killed in the submarine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taking it home, Spike. I mean, the outfit for the episode, if you don't say Lorne, Lorne like, Lorne, this Lorne, is Lorne, my Lorne. favorite Lorne episode, outfit ever. Yeah. Like, how do they keep topping themselves? I've got no idea. I don't understand. I don't understand how it keeps getting better. Every time, I literally think it cannot get any better. And then they do this. All right. (sighs) And Michaela, we are excited as well. Next episode is called... Smile Time. Smile Time. And apparently it is wacky and contains puppets. Not puppet. Puppets. (laughs) Allow me to read the first sentence of the IMDb synopsis to you. Angel and the gang set out to foil an evil puppet show that is sucking the brain power of all the children who watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Now, I I could see that going really wrong if you Uh weren't so excited. I'm I'm on board. Like, I think these are legit, like, Henson puppets. I could be God damn. All right. But, like, like they're that level of puppet. Yeah. I'll be, I'll definitely do some research into, like, who made the who puppets. Who made yeah. these puppets. Yeah. That's yeah. super exciting. All right. Smile time. <laughs> we are going to have more smiles than this episode. Although, this episode uh, was yeah. a lot of fun to talk about because there's so many things wrong with it. That we're just so angry. Baffled. And, like... We haven't been so angry at an episode yeah. in a long time. I would say we were pretty angry. There were some season seven Buffy episodes that we were angry about yes. for a very similar reason. Because jack shit was happening. Yep. Yeah. But like in Angel, we just haven't been this angry because things haven't been this bad. 
And they won't be again. So we got that look t- to look forward to. <laughs> Woo! Michaela, until next time, our listeners can find this episode up on Reddit, buffy.reddit.com. The pictures are up on Facebook. Search Welcome to the Hellmouth. Email us, beyondvanilla.hellmouth at gmail.com, or just comment on the Facebook page. And till next time. See, see you, you later, later LA Gator. Gator. We got fun and games. We got everything you want. How do we know the names? We are the people that you find. Whatever you may need. If you got the money, honey, we got your disease. Hell no. Welcome to the Hell, Hell no. no.